Welcome. You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and head of mindfulness for Shoreline Meditation App. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. If these meditations support you and your practice, please consider donating to the show to support its continued growth, new offerings, and its ever-expanding team. You can find the link in today's show notes or simply visit merylarnett.com and click on podcast. All right, y'all, let's practice. As we get started today, I want to take a minute and thank my sponsor, Baron Fig. Baron Fig makes the most incredible guided journals, you guys, and they're kind enough to support my meditation teacher training each year by offering every participant a Bloom meditation journal to use throughout training. I use and love this very same journal to track my own daily meditation practice, and I really can't recommend it enough. It is beautiful, it's well-organized, it's concise, and it's easy to use. If you are wanting to kickstart or refresh your journaling habits, be sure to visit baronfig.com and check out all their journal options. That's B-A-R-O-N-F-I-G.com for all of your journaling needs. Well, welcome, my friends. Happy Monday. We are kicking off a new meditation series, and we are talking about and exploring roots, like tree roots. So I wrote this talk about a week and a half ago, and as I wrote it out, I had this little moment of like, am I getting too fanciful? Am I getting too metaphorical with the meditation talks here? Hmm. And so I'm sort of pondering that. And then as we just sort of chatted about offline, last week was a crazy week. It was really emotionally stressful. And I felt incredibly shaken. That's like the only word I can come up with is I just, I did not feel steady in any way, shape or form. And because of that, I sort of cut a couple of commitments that I had for the week, as many as I could. And every day last week, I took my practice outside. And y'all know I meditate outside quite a bit anyway, but I did every day last week. And my practice for several days in a row didn't even look like my normal practice. Like I didn't, even outside, I didn't sit with my eyes closed, which I would normally do, and tune into my breath, feel my breath, and sort of go inside. But instead, I sat with my feet very consciously planted on the ground and my eyes open, sort of staring at the tree line. And I focused on the feeling of the breeze on my skin and just being here, being here, being here. You know, it doesn't take two classes with me or two podcast episodes to listen to before you hear me say some version of, we're made of star stuff. The cosmos are within us and we're made of the elements, right? Like, I love talking about that. And it's so beautiful and poetic and lovely. 
And also, y'all, it's true. And I know I say it a lot, but I feel like it takes a lot before we stop thinking of it as poetry and we start thinking of it as true. All of the science is there. The science that says trees and us share 50% of our DNA, right? Our nervous system is set to regulate from points in the natural world. That's what regulates us. You know, I just read the craziest study. They took however many study participants there were, and they stressed them out by showing them violent videos. And they measured the stress in the body with like heart rate increase, body temperature went up, respiration got rapid. And then half of the group, they showed nature videos to afterwards. And half of the group, they showed videos of downtown urban cities. And the group that watched nature videos, they were not even actually outside. They were in a building watching a video of nature. Within five minutes, all of the participants' bodies had returned to baseline. That's like neutral. And the participants who are watching the urban videos, this is like cars driving through downtown, office buildings, people on sidewalks, that type of imagery. 10 minutes later, they were only partway recovered. Our body is primed to respond to nature because we are nature. So I wanna to start tonight's talk with a poem. This comes from an author, Jared K. Anderson who wrote Field Guide to the Haunted Forest. Both his podcast and all of his social media handles are crypto-naturalist. He's spectacular. He is so worth listening to and reading. His writing is beautiful. And this poem is called Family Resemblance. Our blood is red because of the iron we inherited from the earth. Iron to bind the oxygen from trees and photoplankton. Our blood and breath are hand-me-downs. The landscape is not scenery, it's family. Notice the resemblance. Our blood is mostly water. Iron to bind oxygen, built using the energy of sunlight. Water, earth, air, fire. You may feel separated from the natural world, but just look at what you are. Look at how you live. You are not born to this place. You are born of this place. Take one square meter of your bedroom, of the deepest abyss of sunless sea, of the brutal emptiness of interstellar space. Put them side by side and see the harmony. They are all children of the same natural laws. Our bodies speak of contradiction, bones and soft tissue, teeth and lips, sensitive resilience. What strong family resemblance we share with the landscapes that shaped us, wind and stone, rivers and oaks, this old dance of opposing forces, creating a unified whole. So we're going to talk about our own sense of rootedness. 
and how that relates to an influence or is influenced by our meditation practice. So, you know, when I think of roots, the first thing I think of is that they are innate, as in they are without question a part of at least most plants, right? It's as if, I know the terminology isn't quite right, but it's as if seeds are born with roots, right? They're just there, they're inside waiting to come out. It's the first thing to emerge from a seed. And when you read about roots, this is what you read. It's the part of the plant normally underground. Its primary functions are to anchor the plant, to aid in the absorption of water and minerals, and to store a reserve of food. And when I read that, I think so clearly, this is exactly what our meditation practice is doing for us. It is anchoring us, is it not? It holds us in the present moment when otherwise we might be completely unmoored. It provides the nourishment from practice. What do we get from being present, from being non-judgmental, from being compassionate? We absorb those benefits in our practice and we carry them through the day. And then lastly, with every practice that we do, it feels though as though we are storing up a reserve of equanimity, right? Equanimity, this ability to feel it all and be felled by none of it. It doesn't mean that there isn't hard times, but it does mean that we know what to do when there are hard times. We remember to go outside and sit with our feet on the earth and feel the breeze, right? We remember that we are of the earth itself. And when we connect back to it, we are steadier. And I think perhaps most vitally, the element shared between roots and meditation is that they are both innate. We are born with the ability to be present. Even if as an adult practicing meditation right now, it's tremendously difficult, right? We still possess the skill, the potential to bring ourselves back to presence. And you know, I, I know I have shared this story in previous classes and I just shared it in last week's meditation teacher training group, which is why it came to mind. But, you know, I think one of the most inspiring stories is the story of the Buddha. And I'm deeply simplifying it in this version. But the gist of the story was, you know, he was just a guy. And actually quite a flawed guy, right? He made many mistakes. Flawed human being. And yet he decided that there had to be something more and he was going to figure it out. And so he dedicated his life to practice. And he practiced and he practiced and he tried different teachers and different ways and different paths. And ultimately, one day, he sat down on the earth beneath a tree and he meditated and he was enlightened. And he became 
one of the most inspiring teachers of all time. The thing I love about this story is that he is not some magical, mystical, divine force sent to earth to help. He was a flawed human, just like me, just like you, struggling, making good decisions, making bad decisions, and trying, practicing. And that sense of enlightenment, that sense of seeing the light in yourself, it's innate. Doesn't mean you don't have to work for it, but it's already there, just like the roots inside of a seed. And so it, to me, it guides us back to our practice. And we're going to start with this specific, you know, there, of course, there are many types of roots. And one type of root is the tap root. A tap root, think of like a carrot or a beet. It's like a big central root underground. And there might be like little tiny offshoot roots, but there's just this one big root. This is what I think of when I think of our meditation practice, right? It's this central thing that holds us to the earth, to ourselves. And, you know, uh, Ashante isn't here with us tonight, but she said to me, a couple weeks ago, maybe she even said it in this class. She said something along the lines of, you know, I'm not entirely sure I could explain what meditation does for me, but I know that I know when I don't do it, right? I know when I don't do it, I notice it, it's missing. I'm somewhat less steady, less anchored. And so we're gonna practice together tonight and we're going to practice in the way of rootedness, of connecting ourselves and our practice here to this particular moment, this particular spot of earth that we reside in, whether we're inside or out. And we'll shore up the uh, nutrients, water, and minerals that we need for our week ahead, yeah? Okay, let's get ready to practice. So if you've been sitting cross-legged for a little bit, you might just take a moment to shift around, make sure your legs feel comfortable and your back is supported in a way that feels good. Let your hands rest onto your lap. And if you'd like, you could let your eyes close. If that doesn't feel safe or supportive for some reason today, you can always choose to keep your eyes open. Taking a soft gaze down towards the earth, perhaps. And together, we'll take a deep breath in through the nose. Exhale a sigh out of the mouth. And then just do that again, inhaling deeply, letting yourself gather up your day thus far. And with an exhale, let it all go. And then you allow your breath just to flow. To flow just as it normally would. And in this flow of breath, we silently say to ourselves, Now is my time to meditate. 
Now is my time to meditate. And we might use those words as a way to root, to send roots down into this particular moment in this particular place. So that we can practice being fully present. And we start by relaxing the muscles in our legs, our hips, our glutes. so that we're seated as fully as possible. If you're a visual person, you might even imagine yourself sending roots down into the earth beneath you. And gradually you trace the length of your spine, inviting yourself to sit tall and upright. Allowing the shoulder blades to drop back and down away from your ears. Letting the back of the neck lengthen and the top of the head lift just a bit. We sit and we breathe. And slowly we feel the space of the forehead broadening. Letting go between your eyebrows and along your temples. Softening the skin around the eyes. The jaw. From the inside of the cheeks. When your breath flows, you feel it a bit in your chest. Perhaps noticing the way your chest rises and falls. And perhaps feeling your belly expand and contract. You don't have to force that or exaggerate it. 
Perhaps you just notice that as you breathe in, your belly expands a little bit. And as you breathe out, your belly contracts just a bit. And over time, we feel ourselves starting to melt into the rhythm of this expansion and contraction. Melting into the rhythm of our own breath. With every breath in this practice, you might remember those roots you sent down into the earth. Holding you steady and present. feeling each and every breath as an opportunity to draw in the benefits of this practice. And in a moment, we'll settle into about 10 minutes of silence. And as we do, it is completely fine if you think. It is completely fine if you feel or you daydream or you get sleepy. And when you notice that one of those things has happened. When you notice thinking or feeling or dreaming, see if you can connect back to that sense of rootedness. That part of you held steady and present right here. Feel this next breath draw in the nourishment from your practice. And each time we get distracted, each time we think, we simply return to that sense of rootedness. We feel the flow of the breath. 
and we soak in the benefits of the practice. Let's sit in silence here.
Feeling your breath here. Connecting into that sense of rootedness. And gradually let your breath deepen a bit. And as you do so, you might straighten up your spine if you've slumped over, letting your shoulders drop back and down once again. Wiggling into your fingers and toes, you remind yourself of the edges of your body. And one more time, let's take a deep breath in together through the nose. Open up your mouth, release a little sigh. Taking all the time you need to blink your eyes open, to let go of your practice, and maybe to carry that sense of rootedness with you for the rest of the day or the week. Thanks for listening to The Mindful Minute. If you're enjoying these episodes, please consider leaving me a review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps others to find this show. To learn more about my live classes, virtual meditation retreats, my meditation app Shoreline, or to make a donation to the show, please visit MerylArnett.com. Thanks again. I'll see you next week.